Welcome to 2-Bit Encryption, the officially unofficial podcast for Mr. Robot on USA. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 7, titled Episode 2.5, Handshake.SME. I think everybody knows why it's called Handshake. We start off with uh, a little bit of narration from Elliot, kind of explaining the concept of a handshake in computer terms. Uh, What did you think of the episode? Uh, are we making history here? Is this the first podcast recorded from the middle of Lake Michigan? I would say yes. I certainly. was trying to think if we did one last year. I, th- I, th- I think we might have edited and published one, but not actually recorded one. So Okay. Yeah, we're actually uh, recording this live from, from uh, Beaver Island, Michigan hmm. uh, on, our, on our annual retreat here. Um, what did I think of this episode? So this is confirmation of essentially what people have been speculating on since season one. Or, I'm sorry, episode one of season two. Yeah. And it's pretty much straight up um, Elliot in the prison, which I think morphed into kind of Elliot's a mental institution to explain some of the gaps in physical security. Mm -hmm. Where this show just showed us that, you know, Elliot was never free and moving about the outside. It was always recontextualized corridors and stuff. And honestly, I don't know how I feel about this. Okay. Um, and that colors my... I think the episode is great. I thought the way they handled the reveal was very nice and artistic. But yeah. I'm just worried about what this means going forward um, about the sh- about the show and how I should treat it and, and how seriously I should 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 you know analyze every every single frame of it uh what did you think did you have any of those kind of thoughts like oh uh no i mean i i was just like nobody was surprised by that at least in the internet circles that are run in um you know everybody on reddit had figured this out basically from episode one so it wasn't surprising at all um is that a bad thing to in in itself i guess not like I, I I might have been blown away had I not seen it coming, right? Uh-huh. Like, oh my god, Elliot's in prison! I can't believe they they tricked me the whole time. Right. Uh, but having seen it coming from you know seven for the last seven episodes now, I I didn't feel like it was bad like you. Um, uh-huh. I, I thought it was perfectly serviceable and a good way to reveal that sort of thing. It's so so. I guess I'm not bummed out that I saw it coming. I'm not so that's weird because it's like it's almost like this being out so soon has robbed us of like the meta commentary because everybody you know that's really yeah. heavily invested in Mr. Robot and has been on the forums or listening to podcasts is kind of seen as coming from a mile away and um you know because I like because as I know for a fact the first episode I did not think oh well he's an institution yeah. but as soon as I read the theory I'm like oh that totally makes sense right and then you're looking for stuff that either proves or disproves it. Mm-hmm. But I think I don't know because last ep- last season I certainly saw Mr. Robot as Mr. El- or as Mr. Elliot as <laughs> Elliot way sooner than the show revealed it. I kind of think that the commonality of like you know the meeting room where he met Gideon and the way that they referred to his mother not as the, her, his mother but as other things that could I think that I would have picked up on something being wrong there. Mm-hmm. But I guess it would have pissed me off in retrospect to find out that, you know, when he's walking on a sidewalk, which I have no way to know that that there's like no there's no way you could possibly know that that is taking place in a prison. 
that kind of stuff, you know, I'm the guy who doesn't like the usual suspects because it's essentially a movie that in the last five minutes says, ha, 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 everything that you saw before and you thought, you know, this mystery you're trying to unsolve about Kaiser Soze, all bullshit, we made it up, and aren't we so clever? That smacks a little bit of this, and I'm I'm kind of worried because now... Does it? Because we did figure it out. We figured it all out. It's not like we couldn't see it coming. Yeah, but there was a lot of there's a lot of people saying, but how do you fit in the fact that he's seeing his therapist? And and that's... I also kind of don't... But it's all explained in the end, right? I yeah, mean, yeah, she's so, coming to him. He's recontextualizing the, the meeting room as her office. So you don't have a problem with the purity of he's meeting with Darlene and Angela and Gideon and Krista all in the same meeting room, and yet his internal fantasy shows it as different places. And in fact, his internal fantasy shows it as meeting in her old office. And they always kind of had scenes of him mm-hmm. walking down a sidewalk before and after those. I felt like those were more towards... Like, like you're not even keeping the same mechanics consistent in your fantasy universe. Yeah, I I think the thing that bothers me about that is maybe the Gideon stuff. If Gideon had, if he had met with Gideon in like the all safe conference room, maybe, which at that point I think they screwed themselves because that would be impossible because Gideon didn't have all safe anymore. Gideon uh, was on his way out. Like right. that that might have made more sense because oh he's just contextualizing it with whoever he's meeting yeah that would you're you're right and I I kind of like I think with Krista that's where I'm chalking this up to he's like well he's contextualizing not the place but the person uh-huh. um but then again he also claims I mean there, there's a lot of interesting layers of this too because he claims that this lie is a lie he told us because he couldn't trust us right but yet also the reveal kind of takes him by surprise too. When Krista says, "Where do you uh, think you're at?" Yeah, sorta. so like I, so now I'm like, there's this meta meta level of like, well, is Mister Robot lying to himself? Why he's lying to us about protecting mm-hmm. us from him? I mean, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> right? I do. And it goes and it back to my first after my the... first episode. Right? Is any of this real? Right. <laughs> and after you know the the fantasy episode we had last uh, last week complicates it even further right i mean who's right. whose fantasy is this is mr robot protecting him is and what does that even mean that mr robot's protecting elliot because right. it's still elliot so mm-hmm. and, and you do see a point in this episode where mr robot does protect him when he's taking some punches out there at the fence sure and it's uh, like he's rapidly switching between the two yeah, yeah. so it's definitely um i i, I mean i that's the thing like I, I i guess i'm glad that it was spoiled for me because i think my usual s suspects this is all bullshit trigger would have gone off huh, okay. um and, but as, as as it was i was just kind of I, I you know that's my only problem is that there was a lot of things i think people are intentionally like well it can't be this because look at this evidence mm-hmm. and we just weren't ready to you know we weren't ready to think that they're completely remapping the world on a you know on on a whim um hmm. on on Elliot's whim and I so when you go deep does this encourage or discourage the kind of rampant speculation we've seen about the show the fact that they're doing all these crazy Easter eggs with IP addresses and uh-huh. got a couple new ones this week not as many as you think because probably because Sam thought that everybody would be uh, gasping from the latest reveal yeah um I don't know where do you what uh, I. I still like it. I still think it's rewarding. Um, yeah, we figured this one out, but it's especially those little Easter eggs that kind of, you know, aren't super important to the plot. Right. And we're not really figuring out plot points from them, but they just add, I don't know, a, a layer of intrigue to the whole show. 
outside of it. I think from a listener perspective, or not a listener, a viewer perspective, it's also another way to, just like hacking Mr. Robot, it it seems like the smarter shows are figuring out ways to keep audiences engaged throughout like a longer period of time. Uh, yeah. And these little fun games, if you know, it's, it's going to keep people lurking on forums and coming through their sites and thinking about Mr. Robot. It's not, it's, it's not just a one day, one night a week event. Yeah. It's something that you kind of play with all week long, which is mm-hmm. smart. It's, you know, if you got a mystery type show, uh, you know, Breaking Bad did that with Gail's Notebook. Uh, right, Lost did some stuff like that. Sure, um, Game of Thrones mostly just has just tons of extra behind the scenes stuff coming out on HBO's site and whatnot. But uh, it seems like the smart sh- shows that that have some kind of central mystery do well to like play, let people play amateur sleuths because it seems like that's what people love to do. Yeah, yeah. There's a certain segment of viewers that love that stuff. Uh, so, and they happen I'd to include be, myself among them. Sure, and I, and I as well. And, and they also seem to be the most engaged fans. So that's yeah. probably the, the way to go. But yeah, that's. I guess that's my <laughs> talked a lot. But that's kind of my opening thoughts and feelings about the episode. Okay, I did actually like this episode quite a bit. Yeah, aside from the reveal stuff, right? Um, I think there's a lot of good stuff going on. There are a couple of scenes that, man, I really don't like. Um, but we'll get there. Okay. Uh, overall, though, another good episode of Mr. Robot. Yeah, I, like I said, all the all the complaints I have are meta complaints. Yeah. I cannot complain about the episode itself, and even the way like I got a kick out of, even though it maybe went on for a scene or two too long, of just them showing all the different things, and then, um, you know, showing it morph slowly into a prison environment, and right. also, yeah. I think when the 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 awesomer moments was the fact that Leon is a badass. <laughs> he sure is. Yeah. Like I remember when I was watching this, and you know, Mister Robot's getting this shit kicked out of him by what I assume are you know Aryan Brotherhood, uh-huh. and you hear like the snicker snack, and behind him, like I swear to God, if this is White Rose <laughs> with a samurai sword. <laughs> I think I'm out. You weren't far off. It was essentially, you know, White Rose's proxy with a yep. shiv of some kind. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> but that, I, I, do you think we're going to get to see more Leon? I like Leon as a badass samurai mm-hmm. shiver than I do as a figment of Elliot's imagination. Yeah, he's got like a real Lord Nikon sort of thing going on from Hackers. Uh <laughs> He he's kind of a support character. I don't know if we'll see him again. I don't know right. like once Ellie gets out if there's any way to get back to Leon. Right. Um but uh, who knows. Well, he did say remember me to White Rose implying that maybe Yeah. Uh you know, he might get some kind of early release deal too. Are so I uh, could be. Are, could is be. is Elliot actually getting an early release or is this sentence up? I think it's early release. And are we supposed to understand that this is somehow architected by White Rose? Okay, that, that's, what that's what I, I was thinking. Too. I'm not certain of that. But there's there's a lot of that uns- really says that. There's a lot of uncertainty about why he's in prison in the first place. I mm-hmm. think I've got a pretty good idea. We got lots of listener okay. feedback, but well, let's pro- get into the episode. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, we start off with a flashback to or a fantasy of when Tyrell and Joanna were on their way up. I'm not certain if this is real or not. Real or imagined by <laughs> Joanna, although she does have those earrings, so yeah. I can assume this is a flashback. I think it is too, and okay. because that's the other thing is like if anybody but Mister Robot starts flipping out and hallucinating, then <laughs> what the fuck? I'm still calling that if if, if Mister Robot is not in the scene, although he is narrating it. He is, yeah. 
So Which I found odd. Maybe it is. And I, I remember I, I, I remember thinking that, oh, shit, this is really starting to blur the lines between uh-huh. what's because because that was one of the, th- the the touchstones I've got is like if Mr. Robot's not in the scene, you can trust what's happening. Yeah. Um, or Elliot, rather. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I guess I think it's real. OK, uh, they're attending a party where Tyrell is introduced to Scott Knowles and then it cuts to current day where a woman walks up and throws paint on Joanna. Uh, later on that night, Joanne is looking at an ultrasound on the counter and she's slamming wine, just going to town on that glass. One of the better title reveals, like the blood yeah. red with the blood red Mr. Robot with the her silent, silent scream. scream was, um, and I just, I, there was something like very 1980s miniseries television about the way they shot like the dissolve between her earrings and the past and the present. Right. I actually think it was a pretty bad transition considering the really good transitions they do later but that's what i'm saying it, it felt very much like I, i'm not sure if i'm nailing the 1980s miniseries look but like whenever television tried to become <laughs> I, I just have rem- memories of these shows whenever television would try to become an event or important they would okay. like do like a showy splashy thing like this but it yeah. came off as amateur right you know they just weren't uh, set up to do it right Right, like you know, it's it's like um, the difference between like a professional Hollywood effects studio and like what they would try to do in Star Trek: The Next Generation. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like that. That was always like, oh, let's do some crazy ca- camera move, and everybody will know this is important. But I, uh-huh. I don't know exactly what they're going for. But that, and even the music play sounded a little. I, I thought this music was a little bit of uh, like the David Banner Incredible Hulk series hmm okay um i could see that but yeah anyway i think maybe they needed they, they, to just consult joss whedon he's been doing really good tv <laughs> transitions yeah. for a long time yeah i this was i think intentionally bad though I, I think you're right so we go to some narration of elliot giving us uh ex- explaining us a hand uh what a handshake is and giving us a handshake uh and he's asking mr robot what happened to tyrell by the way that old shrieking, and, and boy, it's going to be another 10 years before people don't know what the fuck we're talking about, but that shrieking that you'd hear on a modem when you'd connect to AOL or whatever, right. that is a handshake. Yes. It's a and rare... the computers connecting to each other. Yeah, it's a rare audible handshake since, you know, it's involving plain old telephone lines and trying to use audio communications for the, the digital stuff. But yeah, that's right. that was... Uh, the, what you were hearing is the two computers agreeing to the protocols and what baud rates and what kind of error correction to use and all that before they got down to the nitty-gritty, dirty, dirty serving up your porno business. Uh, so yeah... <laughs> That's a lot of people might not be familiar with how those full fourteen four. What is this one? Fifty? Was it fifty two six? Fifty six k? Fifty six? But it's it fifty six point something. Yeah, or, no, they just stopped. Twenty eight eight, and it's, then I think they stopped. This is, yeah, fuck it, it's fifty six. Yeah, what fifty six? And that's just fifty six. <laughs> We're going the round numbers. You fucking mouth. And so, some engineer's head exploded. <laughs> couldn't handle it. Yeah, it's not consistent. Damn it! I'm a people person. Uh, all right, so yeah, that's a handshake. Yeah, and Mr. Robot uh, agrees to tell him what happened to Tyrell, and they kind of start at the last thing Elliot remembers, popcorn. Pop, 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 yo. They really went for the gold medal here on Crazy Eyes. I mean, how, <laughs> the, the, the effects guy, the director, Sam comes to, 
the effects guy and says, how do we make Rami's eyes look even yeah. crazier? I need more b- uh, burst blood and vessels. And he's like, I got it. We'll put blood in there. Yeah, yeah. That's all they could really do. But, man, it works. Yeah, he, he looks pretty pretty in bad shape. He does. Uh, I noticed that they're very careful about the language employed here, that Mr. Robot shot Tyrell. Mr. Robot did not kill Tyrell. Oh, right. I mean, yeah, that's that's not here, but in this series of scenes, yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. Um, what do you think about... Because I've I've been maintaining for for a long time that Mr. Robot shot and killed Tyrell, right? And I haven't seen anything specifically that would disprove it. Like everything that like you could attribute to Tyrell could easily have been done by Mr. Robot or one of his proxies. Yeah. Uh, and I I I guess I still feel that way. It well it leaves me up in the air with this Joanna stuff. Where are those gifts coming from? Who is sending them? Right. Because we assumed Tyrell, if he's actually dead, if Mr. Robot is telling us the truth, and he claims he is at the end of this episode, (laughs) he's not keeping anything from us anymore, then what the hell? Yeah. Is Elliot sending those? Is Mr. Robot sending them? I mean, that's my theory, but to what end? Because I also may be putting far too much weight in my initial gut reaction to Elliot and Joanna's confrontation last year that she distinctly gave the vibe that she knew and recognized and not expected him to be there but you know was started speaking dutch to or not as a danish i guess i i was corrected by an icelandic <laughs> friend of ours which uh-huh. there's a email to come but I, I i guess i it's not as out of the realm of possibility of mr robot doing all this or some kind of master stroke or whatever. well here's the other thing we talked about last episode briefly and kind of dismissed uh, the idea that this could be some paparazzi sort of thing, because True. Jo- Joanna right now is kind of the proxy for all of the capitalist pigs. You know, I mean, right. the she's bearing the the brunt of that uh, of the consequences of that stuff, and I I feel like that kind of ties in with it. Yeah, I mean, I know they've showed like the impact that's had on Knowles when he had to burn the cash and the the lawyer. Um, the lady death or whatever the hell her name was when she or her house got hacked. But you're you're could be right with that that she's just like uh, this is this is uh, Philip Price is t- untouchable, but Joanna is definitely right. rich, uh, or at least she used to be, and she's dressing nice. And um, why do you think the 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 woman splashed a red paint on her? Because she's a capitalist pig, but she but said how all does she, she know that? Just because I don't she, know. I mean, probably like she knows that she's outside of her house, and she used like you said, she's dressed real nice. Huh. Could be that. I mean, I'm sure this stuff is happening all over the city, right? It's just well, but we're seeing it through Joanna. But also, point she's of view. being covered in the tabloid, so like yeah. this is, you know, Tyrell's wife who yeah. has brought about a global financial meltdown. Uh, so I wonder if some of this is just anger specifically directed at her. This is Could not be. like general outrage. Mm-hmm. So we go over to Dom, who asks Angela what the hell she was doing on the FBI floor. It's a continuation of the scene from last episode. Uh, Angela says she was making lunch plans, which is actually sort of true. Mm-hmm. Like if Dom goes to this Thomas guy or whatever, Agent Thomas, he's probably going to say, yeah, we got lunch. The- where does this fit in with our idea that uh, the FBI agents weren't truly incompetent, that he actually somehow put Dom up to this conversation? 
Because I feel like I Dom think Dom would is just smarter than the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, although it would be very smart to not confirm or deny anything that she knows about Angela at this point. To just let Angela talk, and right. maybe she'll hang herself. Yeah, which I, I don't think she does here. She Dom reveals that she knows a lot about Angela, and she doesn't really buy her uh-huh. uh, excuse for being on the floor, but doesn't really press the issue either. She says, I'll have you drop by soon for some questioning. Right. And then she leaves, and Angela finishes the hack, and the Finto cell is back up. Right. Starts paying dividends almost immediately. Can, can I ask you, what the hell? About what? <laughs> this, this Finto cell. So the Dark Army takes the Finto cell. Uh-huh does something presumably that causes the Wi-Fi to go down that can be solved with a couple of commands from uh-huh. from a, a networked computer. Like, first of all, what is, what is the, the plan there for the Dark Army? There, it's surely not to just delay and maybe get Angela caught. Yeah, because they don't know, surely, that they're using... Like, they wouldn't know the details of, we're using a fresh recruit that doesn't know how to type in... I wouldn't think so, no. Shamod. Um, they don't know that until Cisco delivers the... And did they even know the it Finto then? Cell. They just know they probably the, don't. The no. F's, yeah, it's like so. That hack seems like it's exclusively aimed at someone to take advantage of a newbie that wouldn't know how to panic in that situation. Right. I think that there's probably a hack within a hack that we yeah. just don't know about, and that's and where I'm F, F society thinks it was a glitch, but this is actually either going to implicate F society or do something to for maybe they're hacking E Corp as well as the FBI at this point. Because it seems like all they did to fix that was just reboot the wireless interfaces like right <laughs> okay right that's pretty simple for a hacker right um the, the other question i have about it is if she has access to the femto cell from her desk mm-hmm. without wireless mm-hmm. why all this bathroom hackery last episode I that think, makes less and less sense as I, I, I like it. i said last week i think the bathroom hackery was only there to get her out of line of sight so she could do the hacking without anybody okay you know being like hey what you doing because couldn't do that on her own unrestricted floor hmm. had to go into the fbi floor well, i mean people could walk by her desk when she's on her at her cubicle oh yeah, you're but about in, in the, the bathroom the crapper. sure yeah um i don't know did she have to be <laughs> I see. I don't know because because it doesn't that make sense though if the thing is only accessible wirelessly. But like, it's not it, because the wireless was down in this scene and she accessed it to boot it back up, right? Oh, that's true. But of she, course, it was now networked. She did but she plug could, it in, but she could have plugged it into her laptop. Yeah, via Ethernet. I, okay, I don't know. I'm I might be overthinking it. It might be a mistake. It might not be. All right, but regardless, I I have a lot of questions. Okay. Um, what does Dom mean when she says, whatever this is, it's not you? I think she's, we're supposed to understand that, I don't know, because I thought they were, I thought they were trying to draw a lot of similarities between her and Elliot as far as how they interact, interact with people mm-hmm. and like the interaction she had that what I thought was puzzling last week with the, uh, business owner where she took like, like a false emotional cue from the situation further reinforced that. But now... I guess what they're trying to suggest is she can tell at a glance that Angela is wearing some kind of facade that she sees through what she's doing to like, I don't know how many levels she sees through. Does she see through to the right. F society level? Does she see through to the person who's trying to get justice for her dead mother uh, level? I don't know. I don't even know if the, if we're supposed to know, but that's what I got. What do you think? Well, I think if she didn't, uh, see through to the F society level at first. Now she's got to right. I mean, she realizes 
Angela was on this unrestricted floor. She's already suspicious of her, and now... She didn't exactly play this as cool as she could have, because... Right, and then the security footage later on that's deleted, Right now she suspects a hack. She's That's the first place you go, is Angela. Yeah. Yep. So the questioning scene should be interesting. But how are they going to pin it on her? Like, if Angela, right. like, like Darlene is entirely true, right. She's got nothing on you. Just deny, deny, deny. Or better yet, shut the hell up and uh-huh. this will all go away because i don't know what the fbi has on her if she did de- now no they need to surveil her and, and get something and if they, they dust that thing anything. for fingerprints because that's the one thing i know there's some redditors that did some frame by frame analysis that right. showed that she actually did touch something that she didn't wipe <laughs> off if that's actually significant i would buy that if there huh. is some kind of trace of code left in her computer i would buy that right. um maybe that's maybe that's the dark army hack yeah, maybe that it's it, it will implicate her directly, so that the dark art, you know, that they <laughs> they've have already a, done it once. Well, and they they, the they seem to like their patsies that just yeah. take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, we go back to Elliot. He realizes that he killed Tyrell, and he asks how he did it. Mister Robot tells him it was the popcorn gun that Darlene hid, which again didn't really surprise anybody who has been on those theories for a while now. Uh, and you know, they I I don't know that they expressly said it in the first episode but man they sure hinted at it yeah no i that again this also was not a big shock because yep. they uh i kind of i mean i might even had that theory for before the season because i remember not thinking it was tyrell knocking on the door because i clearly got the impression that, that yeah. he was going to shoot him but um anyway yeah okay not um, much of a surprise there nope we move on to Joanna's boyfriend choking her in bed and then later telling her that it's his birthday and she has to go to his party or they're breaking up. This fucking guy. Yeah, this, this is kind I, of the worst. I renew my objection of, like, what is this? <laughs> what? Also, like, I have a hard time telling the difference between the faces of her boyfriends. This isn't the same guy uh-huh. who said, I she don't... said, you're just a simple idiot. And you're not rich, and that's what I like about you. Is I think it, it is, is but it? I couldn't tell you for sure. They just it's have, just generic. I they mean, he's generic. Yeah, this guy male so model wants face. to be Tom Cruise in Cocktail. <laughs> like, did you see the cocktail poster in his house? I did. Oh I my did. god, he's riding his bike all over town. Ta- yeah, uh, but this I, guy. I don't know why this guy thinks he's going to have to emotional power play Joanne. I don't know why he <laughs> right. wants to do this. I don't, I don't know. I feel like I don't know he's why gonna, Joanna wants to do it. He's going to get a visit paid by government issue face man. I want to cheer yep. because he's just too dumb to live. This is one of those scenes that I just I don't like. I know Joanna. I mean, that's the thing. This is this is the, Joanna, much like Tyrell, is just being portrayed as weird for the sake of being weird. Yeah, I feel like there's something they're getting at that I'm just not picking up on. Yeah. I don't know. Like, if anybody has an explanation of what the hell's going on with Joanna at this point, please let me know. Right. I don't know. It's just, like, more of this, like, oh, a person's got a kink, so they must be damaged and crazy. Um, I think that's just kind of, like, shorthand they're using. Right, yeah. It's, like, it's lazy and dumb, just like having Tyrell fight a homeless man, like, it's i don't get it i don't uh let's stop talking about it <laughs> okay i'm, I'm waiting for this to be significant worth it so far yeah. tyrell none of these people have been fucking worth any of the minutes of the screen that i have to watch them on okay she's yeah. at least very very attractive so she's got that for me over tyrell <laughs> maybe the ladies and the gay Great. dudes feel differently but that's the the slim majority she's holding with me 
So we go back to Dom, who's trying to pull some security footage of Angela, but the entire archive is corrupt, and she realizes they just got hacked. And, and once again, Dom's off. the only person with their thumbs not shoved both yep. up her assholes. I yep. like they're really making this a thing. She's the only smart person in every room she's in. They are, I mean, unless she's in a room with Angela, maybe. Right. Who knows? Once she gets in a room with Elliot, maybe he'll just spill the beans. And sure, or they'll find that you'll find mind. out that Dom was Elliot the whole time. Right. <laughs> he uh, wanted to be caught, so he joined the FBI just to catch himself. There's a an interesting scene when she walks out. It's, it starts the music playing, and there's this big E Corp screen in the back mm-hmm. talking about you know we're we're still here for you and all that stuff and best right. in customer support. Right. Uh, it it definitely had a vibe to it. I just don't know where it came from and where it went after this scene. It just kind of was there for a moment and gone. I don't know. It's her uh, cool gr- cool girls don't look at explosions kind of thing. I I, guess. Pretty much, yeah. Very strange. Anyway, Angela is cruising through the city watching people burn trash, and she hears an ad for an e-coin payment system. Uh, she finds Darlene waiting at her building, and Angela reveals that she connected the dots on the 5-9 hack way back thanks to the careful massacre movie that they made her watch as a kid yeah yeah which i mean i i mean we knew all this from her reaction to cisco right like i i think that like the fact that she's put all this stuff together this is just her telling darlene if darlene was smart she should have been like oh right the cisco thing last week totally you busted us because uh, that's right. what she said. She's like, you know, I should have uh, subconsciously. I was aware because of all that stuff, but it, mm-hmm. you know, I. So she also made allusions to the fact that she felt isolated from Elliot and Darlene's little club they had. You know, club being just kind of like you know some kind of metaphor here. I don't think they actually had a club, <laughs> right? But she felt like she was kind of not fully included, and she mm-hmm. is this a call for her to be more included in the future? What, it seems like it. I'm. I'm really struggling with Angela at this point. Like, right. she she is she's so wearing deep so in many this masks, game. right? Yeah, that at this point, I'm not sure which one is her true face, and you know that's part of the show. Certainly, and that's, but it's weird. It's almost like this weird double agent spy show shoved into another show. Like this is right. straight out of like Homeland season one. Like this whole which is like fine with me. I, I mean, yeah, it yeah. fits this kind of hacker motif, um, and with the FBI now involved, it makes a lot of sense. It's just I actually can't identify her allegiances at this point. Yeah, and, I and, can't do it. And her effect, I don't get. Uh, it, it's very hard. She's playing this ice queen that yeah. is very. It's like Teflon. It's very hard to get any kind of purchase on her as a character. It like, is for me, and, anyway, and I, yeah. you know, for a lot of the first season, I cared about her by proxy because Elliot was it was she was important to Elliot. They've had so yeah. little interaction. Um, well, she felt like a human being mm. at that point. Now I don't see where her humanity is, right? Which which makes me not identify with her, right? But I mean, it's it's clearly that she, as we'll find out later in the episode, that she. I don't know. She's supposed to be really smart and playing this very subtle in this inside game, but it bothered mm-hmm. me that she immediately asked for all the files about her. Right. Concerning the case involving her mother. Maybe like, give it a week. Cool your heels a bit. Yeah. Like, oh, I want this thing and this other thing. Is it maybe because she's not, like, she tells her dad later on she's not certain how long this company's even going to be around? 
and she's she wants move some. Fast. She wants some justice quickly. I, well, I don't know that I can trust anything she said to her dad because right. I don't know what the fuck happened in that scene. Right, I hated that scene. So apparently, there was a deleted scene from season one showing them fighting about her joining E Corp. Okay, that might have built, but but yeah, that this came. I was shocked at how. Uh, out of sorts she was with her dad and, and vice versa. Like, yeah, I want to save it until we get there. Okay, but, yeah, yeah. But it, it, there's there's another thing here that that Darlene mentions uh, about Cisco and how, like, Angela wasn't the, the target of the attack. And I think she's talking about the CD, which implies to me that Darlene and Cisco talked about Angela after Angela left uh, the HQ hmm. last week. Hmm. I, otherwise, I don't know why she would bring that. That's up. That's true. Which which does which show that yeah, she wasn't completely just like oh, she didn't just know. let it go. Yeah, 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 she was like, okay, Cisco, what the fuck was that? Right. Uh, so I, I'm glad they had a little bit in there. Then they fucked in a bathroom. Yeah, and 50 minutes later, he told her. <laughs> <laughs> right. Still insider. Uh, so. That's a handshake there, a, of a of a of a manner of speaking. It's an okay. exchange of yeah. trust. Yeah, you gotta got to do the old uh, slip and slip, slip in and out. All right, let's go over to Ray. Uh, Ray's got a lot of good scenes this episode. He sits Elliot down in front of his computer to finish the job. Uh huh. Um, you know, and he's being appropriately intimidating, and Elliot starts uh, starts in on it. There's a a URL that he types in to his SSH to his putty client there. Uh, which I type, I try to type into my web browser, and it goes to a Rackshire website, which is the domain that he's looking at, hmm. uh, owned by USA. I, I think this thing has been up for quite a while. I don't think it's new. Um, it's kind of the the site that they use to host all those sort of you know nefarious websites and right. files and whatnot. Um, I didn't try to SSH into it, so I don't know if anything else happens. But I wouldn't have any credentials anyway, so. Well, that's the th- well, you could use Caretaker and whatever. But, you know, right. that I will say that for all the Easter eggs, there hasn't been anyone that has really required any hacking beyond putting a URL yeah. in a browser. And looking at source code, that sort of thing. That, yeah, I, yeah, I converting guess that's a hexadecimal bit. to, to uh I don't know. ASCII, as much as they show Putty, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, the, the most famous, infamous Telnet slash SSH client that I'm aware of. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that would pay dividends. However, a brief uh, perusing of Reddit this morning has yielded like zero stuff yeah. from that. So I feel like if there was some kind of treasure trove of SSH, it would be the top rated post right now. Yeah. And he's also in this scene setting up a local web server, uh, which to me says he's going to start working on the site. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I guess we don't actually see him contacting the fbi in any kind of way no i didn't notice it no we but that's the thing like he said it's going to be te- several hours we saw yeah. like 30 seconds of the initial stuff I, yeah. but but obviously it happened so right uh and raise further pretty- evidence that dom is elliot <laughs> okay <laughs> he can summon fbi will uh i do like i i'm starting to like ray in this episode here but you know he really shines in the next scene okay we might have a fight about this. You think so? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Uh, so Darlene gets back to HQ and looks at a screen that says something is happening tomorrow. And I'm pretty sure we find out later that it's the, the house meeting um, to 
you know, vote on the bailout. This is the this is the the drone op that we yeah. was teased two three episodes ago. Right, which I'm glad they that they just kind of slipped that drone in. Yeah, let we, it they sit need to for explain a while. It. We had yep. the big drone. We had the balls cut off. We had right. the the dude in All charge. All the pieces of it. were there. Yep. We just needed to put them together. Yep. Uh, and then Joanna goes to her boyfriend's house to deliver a summons for divorce. Uh, she's not divorcing him. She's <laughs> trying to divorce Tyrell. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, how do you do that? How do you divorce someone yeah. who's missing and all? I mean, I'm sure there's a... How do you divorce someone who's dead? Does that just happen? Well, if, if you got a death certificate, I think there's, 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 there, that's, that's an automatic. That's okay. a gimme. There is no divorce. You're just, you're just not married anymore. Just not married. Okay. Um, if someone is missing, that's yeah. the thing. Um, like, I, I know there's ways that you can divorce people that have, like, skipped out of town or whatnot. You have to, right. like, post it in public areas, and there's a waiting period. And I don't know how much this stuff is interesting to the show. I don't know why she's doing it. I don't know why. What furthers Joanna's narrative by divorcing and marrying this tool bag? I, I don't know, and I don't really care. <laughs> It's her narrative of not wanting any part of the life yeah. she thought she wanted. Like, I'd be before. happy to read theories, but I'm just as content to just see where this goes and then shit on it or praise it as as it warrants. Okay. That's fair. Uh, I, I think I feel the same way. So we go back to Elliot. He's still working on the servers. Uh, whatever he did works, and they grab him to go put him back in his hole. But he asks for a final game of chess with Ray, and Ray agrees. And during the game, Ray tells the story of how he got into this website thing, and he reveals that he didn't know what was on the site until Elliot came along. And now that he does, he regrets it, and he knows that Elliot has contacted the authorities, so he sends Elliot out of the room before they show up. So he's not in Help me out here, man, because this made no sense to me. What are you talking about? His wife put the site up. Okay, Ray's acting like a straight-up Marlo Stanfield-type gangster. Okay. And having people beat up and uh, to the point of maybe even killed, mutilated, certainly. Yeah. On a website that he doesn't know that they're selling lollipops versus like, come it's money. on, it's the kind of kind of money that'll make you question right and wrong. I <laughs> not yeah. buying it. I, well, the thing is, like, okay, he was a nice guy, then he's a Bond villain, and then he swings back to nice guy at the end for right. what reason? Why did Mr. He, he talks about how the fact that Elliot has saved him, but uh-huh. I don't, I guess I just don't get it. It'd be as roughly as jarring as if the, you found out the Shawshank Redemption warden at the end was a good guy at heart and he really kind of wanted to be caught. And like, thank you, thank you. Um, what's your, you know, Morgan Freeman and the other guy for, for setting <laughs> me on a straight and narrow? My soul's been saved. Like, what? Uh-huh. Like, I mean, maybe you haven't okay, looked at I the see site. Where you're coming from. But you know it's shady enough that mm-hmm. the Aryan Brotherhood are in it for 800 Bitcoin and you're beating people up and... Right, there's some plausible deniability there, but not much. Especially, like you said, when you're beating people up. That's the thing. Like, if he... Yeah. Not, and, not, not, and Elliot's not the first person. If, if maybe Elliot's the first person, but I got the, the opinion that he's used this thug on more than one poor sysadmin maybe that's wrong oh he has i mean they beat up rt we know it yeah but i'm saying more than there's like probably oh, a bigger okay. body tra- and the fact that you can run a business like this without like shit in the real silk road like 
you know, the real guy who founded that was taken. That's what one of the things that brought him down eventually is he started taking out contracts right. on his competitors. Yeah. So, like, I just everything I know about the criminal underworld doesn't mesh with Ray's whole demeanor and attitude and the way he approaches this. And I felt it felt I felt it felt very artificial and fake. Okay. Well executed uh, I, by Craig Robinson. Uh, that's where I was going to go. I will say maybe the character is is not as good as the actor in this scene because I thought Craig Robinson nailed sure. b- both the intimidation and also the regret that he feels. Let me ask you this. Why does he bring Mr. Robot out of the cell and put him to work if he knows, like we all did... Mm-hmm. That this is just going to end with the FBI knocking on his door. The first time or the second time? This time. This he time said, he wants to be caught. Cause it, cause, so Elliot showed him what was on the site, right? Like, he didn't know until Elliot took a look at it. Okay. What was actually on the site. And now he regrets it and he wants to shut down and he's bringing in Elliot to do the job. Right. When it was just when it was just whatever's behind door number three, I was cool with beating up people right. and ruining their lives. But as soon as I saw a poor girl being traded, that... Well, there was okay. a lot of money at stake. I mean, that's that's the other point. The other facet of this is he was tempted by the money, and until he knew what was really going on, he didn't think it was all that bad. He was, yeah, he had to beat somebody up, but he didn't know that people were being traded into slavery, and there were, like, ridiculous weapons on there, and just, sure. like, all, all the maybe truly he thought, bad yeah, stuff. Yeah, maybe he thought it was just drugs. But it's just weird. It's just such a weird moral stance to take that, like, I'm not going to look. I mostly and agree, I got this yeah. plausible. But I just, I just, I don't know. I liked him. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know how else to do it. And I don't have any suggestions. And those are kinds of lame, too. I just feel like that it didn't quite buy his character and this operation in, in total. And it's not just because I really secretly wanted to see uh, Elliot hack his kidney machine. Right. <laughs> yeah. I promise that's not the case. Swap his dialysis uh, yeah. Even though that... solution out with orange juice or something. <laughs> Even though just the, the hummingbird feeder fluid. Right. That's the wor- diabetic's <laughs> worst nightmare. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I... I uh, Chris, I, it, it's not because of that. It's just I... When he took this this swing into Bonville, and I'm like, okay, well, this is interesting. And when he swings back into like, oh, I'm I'm yeah. kind hearted. I I don't know. Can, can I ask you this? Who is Ray? <laughs> yeah, who's the one with the mask? And you know, no, no, no. Come on, I'm not getting that deep. Just who is Ray? <laughs> what is his job now that we know this is a prison? What is Angela. his job at the prison? Ray is actually Angela. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm assuming he is some kind of almost like a warden type. Okay. That's what I was going with too. Uh, he's got his own office. We know that, uh, that Elliot's walks out of it into the corridor. And he's got the authority the to have goons snatch people out of their cells, uh-huh. throw them in solitary, beat them up and throw them in. So the basement's clearly solitary. He's got a dog, yeah. which like, why does a warden have a big bloodhound? Why not? A big fat bloodhound that he's walking he's around the in prison. Warden, he can he do randomly goes up and chats people up in the yard. Like I, yeah, he feels more like a guidance counselor, but the scope of his authority and what we've seen him do feels more like a warden. Now, yeah, Alan Seppenwall had a big interview with Sam Esmail where Sam promised that there are answers coming. We will know more about Ray and his job, and this will make huh. more sense in the future. So whatever, okay, whatever. I feel like that. 
that that now that they've just shown that when when they show Mr. Robot or Elliot outside that this is all a bunch of bullshit, I find it hard to believe that something will not be in in, in internally consistent because they could just yeah. you know remap the context behind it all. So I'm not too worried about it. But if you are, you know, just know that the show showrunner has promised answers. Hell, shit. Okay. He's a showrunner, writer, director. Mm-hmm. He's the god of this universe. He has promised answers. Uh, there are a couple other details I like in this scene. One is, you know, Elliot's hack was just to add the site to search engines, get it indexed, sure. uh, take out a couple of, like, AdSense ads mm-hmm. for uh, Thai girls for sale and drop a tip to the FBI. Uh, I think that works. I don't know I don't that know it works that in that five hours. Yeah, the yeah re- but, with response time. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I you don't hear much about the FBI doing major crackdowns of, and when you do, it's like you know this this big planned event. I'm I don't know. Maybe if there is right. like a uh, a giant red flag like that that they can move within four to five hours. Could be, and they might have already been on the scent of the website, right? right? And and now that it's public and easily right. accessible and they can see where all the traffic's coming from they go after it well and also like in the real life the pirate bit or the not the pirate bit it's totally different thing the real life silk road the fbi took it down allowed the administrators that still had access to grab the retrievals back up put it up and run for another month all the time fully compromised that version just to do another easy. So you wonder if maybe the FBI was involved in taking them down. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of like a literally a Silk Road, Silk Road 2 thing. Yeah. Like they, but you know, then it doesn't make sense that they were waiting for a couple hours. Yeah. The other cool thing is like, what's his name? Lone Star says, oh, our our Bitcoin intake has doubled. Flowing. Well, makes a lot of sense if it's now public, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just nice little touches that I appreciate. Um, And also the chess game that they're playing. Apparently, they're playing a pretty solid game, except for Ray makes one obvious blunder right in the middle, which I think is intentional to reflect the the obvious blunder of putting Elliot back yeah. Right, putting Elliot back at the chair. He's intentionally doing that. Yeah, because uh, of his regret and, and throw. Yeah, essentially throwing the game. Yeah, I just like how it reflects what's happening there in the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go to a quick little cut in here of the Wall Street bull balls being dropped through the ceiling of the house chamber, and it makes the news. Uh, and then this inexplicable scene with Angela and her dad. Angela goes to her dad to ask him to drop the independent inspection contingency from the class action lawsuit. He refuses. Angela reveals that she's already got the signatures and this was just a courtesy. I don't understand why she's antagonizing her father in this way. Does she love her father? I mean, everything I saw in season one says she felt very bad for this guy who lost his wife and wasn't cashing the checks that he was being sent because he couldn't. I, but she's wearing her evil Angela affect. Yes, on doing why? This. I don't I, understand it. She's with her father here. Uh, because there's can't. I mean, I don't know. She. I, I honestly, I honestly don't know. And this just seems like a dick move. And for somebody who I want to believe is on the right side here, I like don't she get could it. have softened it. And she and I know she can't bring him into her scheme. And maybe that's the the thing. She's just like. Maybe she's brutalizing his feelings, hoping that he does write her off to insulate him from any blowback from this operation she's doing. Like that would be, that would make sense. Like this is really like in and you know when she's playing this like serial killer robot affect, I kind of think it's to insulate her 
the true Angela, like, you know, oh God. I'm so she's every, willing to give up her dad to get justice for her mom? Not give up. Like, well, yeah. Her, I mean, her she, relationship with him, certainly. It's kind of like she's poisoning the well so that if something comes up later on that he's not implicated in it as well. I, I, so sure, she's protecting I, him by pushing. She's essentially throwing rocks at the stray dog that you want to run away from you because whatever. Right, but then the stray dog doesn't come back once you stop throwing the rocks. It's gone. Yeah, but if she takes down E-Corp somehow and she can say, hey, Dad, this is my plan all along. It worked. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I'm a big fan of um, the ideal is parental love would be stronger than a, simp- a, a temporary setback. But um, I understand if your daughter's literally working with the devil that killed your wife, that's hard to struggle. But if she could or that's that's a hard thing to, to swallow. But if she came back later and said, well, yeah, I also took him down, too. Maybe uh, it's plausible. just man. She's really playing the long game. If that's true, did and you notice all good for her? All those bright yellow buckets in the background, those e kits, yeah, yeah. So like that, those are real things that people sell for. Like there's different versions, yeah. all the way from twenty five to two hundred dollars, where they're just crammfuls of like meals ready to eat and, and first aid water stuff. and right. stuff you'd buy for like um, if you're a doomsday prepper, if you're just worried about the next hurricane Katrina. And the fact yep. that the whatever version of Walmart this is, E-Mart or whatever, is uh-huh. stocking those. Does it feel to you that some of the society's breaking down vignettes that they show, and I f- feel like this is one of those, a little bit Fear the Walking Dead? A little a l- bit like, a little, I'm... this is supposed to be Los Angeles falling to zombies. Why am I not feeling like it's falling to zombies? This is supposed to be a world falling to chaos, and its evidence is people can only get $50 a day. Mm-hmm. They're having problems paying their mortgage. Their sandwich shops are closing down. Their b- buckets are being sold with meals ready to eat in them. And people are burning garbage. <laughs> like, I think they're yeah. underselling the worldwide pandemonium that would be happening on something like this. Yeah, I guess I guess it's more of a slow erosion of, of the confidence in in the worldwide financial markets. Mm. But I, I don't know. I, I guess I see where you're coming from. It does feel like it's in happening in slow motion. Right. But I guess I'm okay with that. I don't have a huge problem with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like $50 a day. Although it's been a, a long time. I mean, $50 a day would pinch the middle class harder than anybody because like yeah. if you're lower class, $50 a day is like $1,500 a month. You know, that's hardly livable, but that's what a lot of people are making do with. You know, whereas if you're needing five thousand a month to pay your mortgage or ten thousand a month to pay for your cars or whatnot, yeah, that's a little bit. It's it's weird. It's it's almost worse to be have a lot of money than it is to be more self reliant and 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 low budget in this post <laughs> right. hack world. Yeah, uh, I think that's what they were going for. Yeah, yeah, but again, it just feels like I'm. I'm not seeing as much unrest and cool shit as I was expecting. And th- there has been a lot of time passed. I mean, in this episode, Several multiple weeks, weeks go by. You can tell so, by the his the healing of his face, yeah. Right. So we go back to we go to the basketball court. Elliot's talking with Leon when some guys come up and demand that he pay back the Bitcoin they lost when Ray's site went down. Leon won't leave, so the guy um tells Elliot that they'll get some one on one time later. Nice basketball reference there. Little one on one. Mm. Uh, there's also another reference here that Leon makes when he's talking about Elliot's position. He says, you're sitting under the sword of Damocles. Sure. Do you know anything about Damocles? Yeah. So he was a philosopher who a king 
uh, offered to switch places with because he was admiring the king's wealth and his prominence and his power. Yeah. And he said, well, you can sit on the throne, like, you know, give it a spin. And the guy's initially initially is like, oh, this is awesome. I got the wine and the gold and the women. And then he looks up and there's a sword hanging over his head suspended by some sort of hair. Yep. And then he quickly wants to switch places back with the king because he now understands what a frightful position it is, you know, heavy heavy the brow that bears the throne or whatever <laughs> right essentially wouldn't. they're saying elliot has power but with that comes danger or he could have power because this this i think is we're supposed to understand the context of mr robot telling him that he could be a leader and he needs to be a leader right he d- he does exert his power there over ray certainly yeah um, to get him taken down and but that even over f society because this whole yep. thing has been about elliot trying to run away from this power and responsibility right and, you know, Mr. Robot trying to get him to regain and, and take that mantle back up. But we see, like, you know, from Leon's perspective, this is a dangerous move for Elliot, obviously. Yeah, sure is. Also, when Elliot, I remember just laughing out loud when Leon backs up Elliot. I'm like, this skinny little kid is going to scare off these four tough-looking dudes. And then by the end of the episode, I feel like, uh, yeah, Leon could definitely do that. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's also in a prison yard, so I, I don't think they want to start anything necessarily. True. Uh, just right out there in the open. They're going to wait and get him later. Uh, so we go to Philip, who's pretending that his goal all along was not to get the lawsuit contingency dropped, but Angela calls that out as bullshit. Because he doesn't want to ask. Right. Guys like him don't ask. They take. Uh, in return for arranging that, she has to be moved to the risk management department as a manager and in typical Philip fashion, he doesn't actually answer. He doesn't give her yes or no on that. He asks if she wants to celebrate his birthday with him, but she just straight up says no. You know, that's a line you could use at any time. Oh, today's my real birthday. The other's yeah, a fake ass. Yeah. Today hap- just happens to be my birthday. What do you think? Right. Um, but you can maybe do it like three times on each person. <laughs> And you got to space it out. <laughs> you got to keep track of which really? one. Really? In 97, what... it was like February 30th. But I don't understand. Y- you play that long term, and pretty soon you're getting presents <laughs> all the time from, from everyone. Yep. Um, Please don't send me emails saying February 30th is not a real day. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what? So... I was glad that Angela didn't sleep with Price because as that yeah. was winding up for the pitch, I'm like, oh, Jesus, this is like, she's really, they're really carrying this prostitution whore metaphor to its ultimate conclusion. Yeah. But then when I was watching it again, I thought, are they setting this up for she's going to make him ask for it? Like uh, as a way to personally break him? Maybe. And then say no. And then well, straight up say no to his face. Hopefully. Like yeah. like make him like get a little desperate for it because Could he be. just I think expected her to jump into bed with him. That's what how I interpreted the thing anyway. Yeah, but we've seen him do this before, right? Like kinda kind of warm her up by inviting her to the dinner, which we thought was gonna be an intimate one-on-one thing. But see, he's always been the one to leave her holding the expectation bag. Yes, absolutely. And this is the first time that she so I'm like, are we gonna see a slow could like, that could be pretty awesome if she has some kind of like go get your shoe, shoe shine box moment with him later right. this season or even in seasons come. Did you see that USA officially announced that season three has been greenlit? I saw that. I'm so glad. don't worry about the ratings. Doesn't matter. We're getting another season regardless. Yep. Um, I yeah, that could totally happen. Sure. And it would it would give. I, I don't know. I I do feel like there's a lot of meaning in Angela's storyline here. It's just that I don't really read. I don't get how she's trying to accomplish her goal here. 
Yeah, and like I said, there's there's ways this could be gross, and there's ways this could be awesome. We'll just have to keep watching. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks later, after his group session, Elliot apologizes for his anti-God rant in the, in the previous month. Uh, this woman mistakes the apology for a desire to speak with Jesus and reveals that she's seen Elliot talking to him, quote-unquote him, God in her mind, Mr. Robot in his. Right. Uh, she leaves him alone, and well, he Well, it's kind of one the same, because they've been making right. this comparison for the Which entire I, of the I'm show. really digging. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I like the, the imagery where Christian sure. Slater's standing under the cross, and yep. Mr. Ro- or Elliot's talking to him, whichever him you think that is. Do you think we're going to get a House of Cards, Loogie-style spit? On uh, Mr. Robot. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but she leaves him alone, and he asks Mr. Robot for help finishing what he started with Evil Corp. In response, Mr. Robot tells Elliot that he just needs to be a leader. That's what he is. Just do your thing. Just lead. sit underneath that sword. Yeah. That horsehair's been holding steady this long. It's probably going to hold steady. Yeah. No, I really like the imagery here. And, you know, when they tie it into this idea that Mr. Robot has been his god for so long, uh, it makes a lot of sense. It's pretty good. Yep. So Angela, I, I love the detail of him. Like, please let go of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because she's Does like not you know, like to be touched. But it's like physically burning him to touch. <laughs> uh-huh. So Angela's introduced to her new department and her new job, and she asks to be included in the daily debrief meeting, which is above her rank, but her boss reluctantly agrees. So this boss is uh, the same guy who played Mister Bar- Barrow in uh mr wheel barrow yeah mr the Hmm. nick okay he's this hot this really slimy double dealing um money grubbing he looks pretty greasy here and that that's the thing it's like like when they cast uh mayor corsetti as Littlefinger, i'm like this guy this (laughs) fucking guy and i'm having the same reaction like yeah, and he's he, in the risk management department. And like he's, he's, in, and he's the he's a, he's already an E Corp executive, and not just uh-huh. that, he's like the type that's 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 the bean counter that's weighing people's lives versus the insurance payouts and all that. And in so, a lot of cases, like explicitly covering it up. I mean, they mentioned yeah. this this Flint thing sure. with water contamination, which obviously is a reference to the real life thing that happened right up there not too long Happening. ago. Happening, of course, it turns out all right. across the country too. All yeah. the municipalities making the same mistakes and. Playing fast and cheap with uh, with our water, <laughs> right? Which you not know, cool, not man. not not even in the top ten things important to us Americans. Our water supply? No, no, <laughs> of course not. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I also like this picture when when he goes up to the window and he's like, "Hey, uh, have any trouble getting in here with all these protesters? It's a real shit show out there." Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got this picture up next to him of a construction worker building. What I presume could be the exact building they're standing Some sort in. Some skyscraper, yeah. Like, just the irony of what they're doing to all of these, what they would consider little people, well, and wasn't, who built the foundation of everything that they've got here. Like, I, I didn't do any research in this picture. I didn't have time. I didn't either. And, and neither did I, because I know there's a pretty pretentious picture, or maybe pretentious yeah. picture, of uh, in Phillips, another fucking Philip Price uh, yeah. painting that's probably significant, too. But... I noticed that the steel worker looked like that they'd almost riveted themselves into a corner. Okay. You know, like uh-huh. like like it looked like they were like up this post with no easy way down. Yeah. Is that to show the fact that this guy is kinda in this predicament where he's really not sure how to do like like it could is, be. when when Philip says, Hey, this is my protege or whatever she is and you know, do with her as you will, is that a 
I'm, I'm thinking he's got to think, is that a test for me? Yeah. Like, what if I just, you know, shove this girl out the window? Like, is that going to reflect poor me? Like, that's almost worse than right. having having do anything is worse than having no direction at all. Yeah, it, it is a definitely a test for him. Yeah, because um, I not don't, a direct test, not one that like is set up and he's meant to. But it's also a test for Angela necessarily. But he is going to be watching that. It's, it's also a test for Angela because this guy, yes. for whatever reason, does not want to cooperate with her. So yeah. she's got to suss out this political situation and use it to her advantage. Yep. So I, I, I think this could has the possibility of being entertaining. All right, let's go over to Elliot, who burns his regiment journals while he waxes philosophical about his destination, which he now believes to be himself. Mm. Uh, he was kind of always trying to find himself here. Hot Carla's all about this uh, burning journal, though. Yeah, they really staged this shot, too. Like, they uh-huh. prop that fucking journal up on the side of the the uh, wagon there. Right. It's just so they could get that low shot, and you'd know there are journals in there, and that's mm-hmm. what he's doing, and they mm-hmm. can look up at him. It felt a little overly staged to me, but what are you going to do? Uh, he's accosted in an alley by the guys from the basketball court, and then Leon shows up with a knife and cuts him to pieces, and before leaving, he tells Elliot that he's going to get a letter on Tuesday to do what it says, and also, if you see White Rose, tell her I did you good. Yep. Uh, I don't I don't know where you want to start with this. It's a easily the most badass scene of the whole episode yeah i mean we talked Leon. we talked about it i feel like enough already okay. in my reactions about it but yeah like um when you start hearing the the snicker snack sounds i was really i mean i had no even they, though the show leon kind of standing up for his friend i didn't really buy him as a badass so no. i thought like okay this is gonna be i'm gonna see some dude in the dragon mask or i'm gonna see like white rose with the dripping red samurai sword or i'm gonna but i did not expect to see him yeah, um, but he, it's cool, and I'd like to see more of Leon going forward. It is. I, I read a short interview with him where he may or may not have dropped a spoiler that he'll be in the final episode. I don't know. It, it was but that could mean a little anything. hard to that tell. That could be a flashback. That could be right. You know, like I said, there's so many different things that could he could be. be sitting at a table in the middle of a city with a fucking horse going by and a fish on his left hand side right he could be uh, fucking white rose fantasies. white rose could be fucking him like who knows <laughs> who knows uh but we may see him later on anyway susan jacobs misses the debriefing meeting um where angela offers to put together a summary on past cases susan jacobs is she the lawyer lady yeah the, okay forget what the they grand call executioner the late like, lady yeah. death lady yeah. death strike death stroke I, I don't know where she is is she dead out in her hampton house or wherever maybe. the hell she she went maybe the machine went rogue and killed her <laughs> superman three style <laughs> pulled her right into the mainframe uh but angela's really swinging for the fences here she wants to put together she wants access to the files on past cases and request them directly here the meetings abruptly dismissed and her boss chews her out yeah, this was too far, too fast. And, it was, and yeah. you you suggested a possibility she's doing this because she believes her own shit that she's telling her dad that this company might not be around fast enough to. So yeah, maybe. It's, it's better to go for it. But I thought this like man, for as skillful as she's supposed to be, this was a pretty amateur bush league move. I thought so. Bush league power play. What is Putin doing in this meeting? Is there a reason that Putin is just sitting at this table? Are the Russians getting he's involved? Got his, he's got his fingers in a lot of pies, man. <laughs> okay. There's a worldwide criminal uh, corporate conspiracy. Putin's going to be right right <laughs> up in a, a... 
<laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, Jim... It's it's nowhere's Waldo. He's pretty obvious in the Jim, scene. Jim thinks there's Vladimir Putin is in the scene. And yeah. It's, you know, uh, there's definitely uh, the, the, some Putin-y feelings I'm getting from one of these executive guys. Yep. Uh, also, the, the food does finally arrive in this scene. And when they set it down, it's a shrimp cocktail. And we saw in the Is that a reference to Philip Price's on, little dick? I, no. Enjoy your shrimp cocktail. <laughs> right. <laughs> Foreshadowing for yes. episode nine. Yes. Uh, where we find out his dick is literally a shrimp cocktail. It's called Shrinky Dink. Uh, dot EP1. <laughs> and it's all spelled <laughs> leet speak and hacker. Yeah. No, no, no. It's In the previously on, they, they reminded us that Angela... When she talked with the other guy who who got arrested from E Corp, whose name I can't think of, to- yeah, yeah. Toby, yeah, Toby McGuire, Toby McGuire, um, he said that when they were making these decisions, it was raining. He had shrimp cocktail, right? Uh, that's what they were doing when yeah, she's because she's mom. she's she's right where she needs. She's worked herself right into the room she needs to be in to affect these changes. I guess, but it's also kind of a fuck you as well. Like, we're still doing all this stuff. True. Um, but she knew that. She's wanting to she change did. it from yeah. within. Now, I don't know if they're going for that you... That that it's going to change her more than she changes it. Or if she's mm-hmm. going to be able to do the thing where, like, I'm going to get the victims the money they want. And yeah. I'm going to make sure that the inspections happen. Yeah. yeah I doubt it. It could since, really go either way. Since it seems like White Rose and the Dark Army have a vested interest in... Like, that's the thing I don't think she understands. Right. Like... How high up this goes. Yeah, right. Um, which is simultaneously one of the least favorite things about the show, but also one of the exciting things, the fact that they are just kind of like making shit up about how the world works. But mm-hmm. she's thinking it's just, you know, one layer of like kind of Michael Moore style evil corporations, blah, 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 when it's actually, you know, terrorists having their fingers on buttons and kind of like extorting type of things happening too. Right. So Elliot takes a letter that he receives to Krista. And it's good news. I, I think he's being released. Uh, Krista asked Mr. asked about Mr. Robot, and while talking about him, Elliot reveals that he thinks he's been staying at his mother's house. And she breaks the truth to him that he hasn't, and everything around him starts transforming into a prison. Tables are flipped. Uh, but he seems to know that. he. She's like, do you think you're at your mother's house? You're not. And he's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, and I can't tell how much of that is him, you know, covering for the fact that he's crazy because he does that with Krista, right? Or actually knowing and having it, constructed this fantasy on purpose. It's so weird because it felt so much like the Darlene reveal, right? You know, even just like you e- know, except this he constructed on purpose, right? I get the feeling that, that regimen stuff that he was constructing, he was also building this fantasy along with it. Yeah, but, like, couldn't you say the same thing about when he put on the coat and the hat and, like, he started constructing the alternate facade that let him forget that his... Like, he got so deep into that division that he forgot that Darlene was a sister. Like, he got oh, so sure. deep he in... Get he got so deep it, in yeah. the lie that he told us that he forgot that he was in a prison. Or... Yeah. Did he ever know, and this is just him, like... Well, I think that's the difference. This is another is, coping mechanism. I, I think the difference is he's purposefully lying to us here, right? Hmm. Like, he has been all season. That's he's what been he withholding says. that information. That's what he says, but I don't I don't know that I buy it. That might be... Really? Okay. Yeah. The fact that he's not comfortable with the fact that he's this deluded. Hmm. Like, it was a big shock for him that he'd forgotten his own sister, 
and he he also kind of had the same thing where he after you know clearly he wouldn't kiss his sister but like you know 10 seconds into her speech he's like oh yeah you're my sister right i, I kind of felt like a lot of the same thing where like i'm not even sure if he's lying like I, like i said in my preamble in the beginning i don't even know from a meta meta level if he's we're supposed to take this that he's lying to himself he's lying to us he's lying to us about lying to us like i i don't know or realizes the truth once it's pointed out to him sure I think it's all inter- that that's you know this this is the stuff of the show that's really good though. Yeah. Like no, I agree. say what you will about the reveal that tenuous nature of reality and a man losing his mind I think is the most interesting thing about it. Yeah. Uh we did have a lot of questions earlier on about you know how he's seeing Krista and the freedom that he's got there to leave the prison well now we know that was all uh her coming to him. Uh which makes sense with with the strange things we saw in her office, the differences between season 1 and this. Um, I'm going to move on to the final scene. Elliot is narrating about illusion being a coping and control mechanism, uh, versus, you know, control being an illusion, which is kind of the other way around. Right. Uh, he apologizes for keeping the truth from us and asks us, um, to begin our relationship again with trust and a handshake. Some, some really good transit transitions here. They're, they're doing this whole, uh, trans transformation of the prison thing. Mm-hmm. while he's narrating and i, I thought, thought that it was, was really cool even though i was still as i was watching it like huh i'm not sure how i really feel about all this it uh, was super artfully done it was um you know a lot of it yeah i just it, i just love every bit i even forgive it for going on maybe a little bit too long i just thought it was right. super cool to see all these scenes transform into what their realities are yeah so overall i like the episode a lot um I'm excited now that Elliot has the possibility of getting out of prison, getting back into that leadership role at F Society. Sure. Uh, I wonder how Darlene's going to take it at that point. Because he's been absent this whole time. She'd probably be pretty excited about it. But You think so? Because she's kind of stepped into his role in his absence. I don't know. I wonder if there's going to be any struggle there. Yeah, hmm. Yeah, I guess that's actually if I mean, I didn't see it because it, I, I always thought that in her scene, she felt like, you know, the fact that she's sobbing in the bathroom and then commanding the troops showing that she's not exactly comfortable. Like, maybe she likes it she's best not, when they're yeah. both like, you know, they're running at his brother and sister. But when, you know, she's having to shoulder all this weight and he's kind of escaping it, that that was wearing on her. But maybe now that she's got a taste for it, that would be an interesting power struggle, too. Now that you mention it. Maybe. Uh, but we'll see. We've got, what, six more episodes? It looks like there's 12 episodes this season, unless there's going to be a 13th that they... They did this to me on American Horror Show last year, where they didn't drop the fact that there's a 13th episode <laughs> until, like, a week or two before it. Okay. So, and and it also looks like that there's going to be... Oh, now that I'm looking at the release schedule, that episode 11 and 12 are going to be released as a double episode. Hmm. Part one, part two, airing on September fourteenth. That's so going to be another fun, fun Friday. Where we're trying to do a double. So it's still going to be the same ten week run. Yeah, just be you know got bookended two, by two bonus episodes. hour shoved in, and probably yep. even more than that because these episodes have been right, right. You know, Gonzo long anyway. All right, do we have some feedback to do? We have plenty of feedback. Um, first up, a note that I thought was interesting from our, our Icelandic friend julia now 
Mm-hmm. I say Julia, but her name has two diacritic marks. Oh, boy. So it could be Julia or Julia. I mean, I, I, I don't speak Icelandic. No, we, we know nothing about those marks here in the States. So, right. right. Like, we just sort of ignore them and pronounce them, which yeah. makes me think, like, what the fuck are they for? But anyway, I hope I didn't butcher your name. Uh, she said, I had to pause at your latest episode when you were talking about Joanna singing a Dutch-French-whatever lullaby. She's actually singing in Danish. The lullaby ah. itself is also Danish. Joanna's Danish, Tyrell is Swedish. When the two of them have conversations, each speaks their own mother tongue. The two languages are different, but close enough that each can be understood by the other uh, well. Uh, when Danish, Swedish, and Norwegian peeps get together, they most likely will communicate via a two- or three-language conversation. I think it's So I guess, like, is that how, like, Sp- Spanish, uh, like, people from Spain and Portugal get down? Like they, like they see just like they're them them both speaking heavily accented versions of each other's language, but it's still like oh yeah, I get what you're saying. Well, I I think it's like, like how a I'm lot of second to, generation immigrants yeah. to the U.S. experience life, right? Like sure, their their parents are speaking their native tongue, yeah, from where they're from, and then they've got this kind of like half English, half. Or like if I'm talking to a Creole from New Orleans, like I recognize, I can understand what okay. you're saying, but it's also bizarrely different. But it's like huh. you know, all right. Um, anyway, trying to trying to make analogies here. Um, she says, I don't know if this detail implies a further reading into the dynamics of their relationship. See the long ass cultural and political history that Denmark and Sweden share, where they're simultaneously BFFs and referred to as brother peoples. But also, from 1448 to 1790, the two kingdoms were at war nearly at every chance. In more than one case, a new king trying to prove his worth by waging war on the other country for little or no political reason. My instinct says this stuff probably is not going to be significant. It's probably just a perk of the actor who plays Tyrell being Swedish and the actress who plays Joanna being Danish. But who knows? Literally yeah. fucking everything seems to signify something on this show these days. That's <laughs> true. I... The fact that Joanna and this Tyrell guy are played by actors who are relatively unknown, like I think she's a model and I don't know anything about him. Yeah. Why couldn't he decide, like, hey, I'm going to put in this kind of quasi-lover, frenemy-type relationship and work their nationalities into it? I mean, that seems ridiculous, but have you watched Mr. Robot? Right. Nothing is out of the realm of possibility. Like, like I hacked a fake BBS last week. Mm-hmm. So what is real and what's not, man? I don't know. Uh, but I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And also, shame on me for mistaking Danish for Dutch. Uh, Andrew T. has a note about the location last week of the hospital that Mr. Robot took Elliot to in the Full House delusion. Okay. He says, I'm still not sold on the mental institution theory. Obviously, this was sent before the yeah. episode two nights ago. But I think it's interesting to note the hospital's location, which in real life, this is a real life building. It's the uh, Collar Rehabilitation and Nursing Care Center that they've taken that street and just reframed the uh, sign so it says hospital. Hmm. It says, this hospital, if we were to believe Elliot's sitcom dream, is located on Roosevelt Island in New York. The hospital in this reality is a nursing home that specializes in elder care and dementia treatment. <laughs> However, the truly interesting part is it's located on Roosevelt Island, which is formerly known as Blackwell Island. This island is infamous for having the country's first municipal mental hospital. Nellie Bly's expose, 10 Days in the Madhouse, detailed the terrible conditions, abusive staff, and neglect of the institution by posing as an insane woman to get in, in a Trojan horse malware style. Um... 
Nice. So you remember Nellie Bly from the Boardwalk Empire yeah. plot? Um, mm-hmm. That she, this woman was a like an investigative journalist, opposed as a an, an insane person to get inside an institution and detail all the different crimes that are being committed <laughs> against the mentally ill, and it's horrifying. Um, does this track with what we now know? I thought this was an interesting email. Um, if he's trying to suggest by putting this thing on Roosevelt Island and the associations Nellie Bly that having, you know, an ins- a person posing as insane, well, we know Elliot's got problems. Right. He's not do. posing for shit. No. Um, but is it, is it, do you think that any of that is intentional or is there any kind of flavor there for us? Oh yeah, no. I like the the location. Maybe not like the the Blythe aspect of it. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know that there's some imposter pretending to be insane. Right. Um, Plus, it's not a mental institution anymore. It's a straight up prison. Right, right. But but I I do think that that's an interesting um, just location to have Elliot going to, since mm-hmm. we know he is he is a bit crazy. Uh, Jennifer C wanted to know if we noticed something on the Who Is Mister Robot website. Because if you log in to tell this is something new starting last end of last week, if you log in to Telnet at home or Telnet home and go through the available commands, you will come across a gallery of images related to the show. Yeah, including this gallery are images of Rook, Corvus, Frugilius, and a knight butterfly, uh, Labadia Martha. Those are the scientific names that I probably just butchered. Okay. Since you brought up the usage of crows in an early epi- earlier episode, I thought the reference to a rook or a blackbird was interesting. However. I'm having an issue connecting the night butterfly to it. In addition to these two images, there are images of Dom sunglasses, bullets and a lollipop, and another image of a subway sign. Line F Society is the graffiti next to it. It's, it's Line F Society is the graffiti next to it. Hmm. Various other images, such as the popcorn machine. Um, maybe you can help connect the dots that I cannot. I immediately had a thought on this, Jim. What did you... Do you... Do you? On, on the butterfly? The night There's... butterfly and the rook. Like that's just well, chess I mean, images, there's a lot right? Of chess, right. There's a lot of chess pieces in there. <laughs> yeah, Knight and the Rook. Uh, the butterfly couldn't that be from one of Angela's motivational posters? I think I recall seeing that because if you dig deep on that BBS, it could be. But I still think that the underlying because because didn't I thought one of the big things that Elliot did is he successfully forked Ray. <laughs> he forked, forked him, him hard. Forked him. Real forked good. him over. Yeah. Uh, an F- FBI assisted forking uh, with his with his knight. I, I think he does at some point a, during so this like, game. Yeah, to the extent that they're trying to tease like chess outcomes, I right. I don't know. But that's the first thing. Like you know, when you're talking about rooks and knights, and then all this chess stuff, and mm-hmm. and and Elliot defeating Ray. Um, yeah, that's that's what I think, Jennifer. Okay. Uh, let's see. Corey from the ATL says, I've been thinking a lot after last week's episode about how Mr. Robot created the 80s sitcom world for Elliot to help deal with his beating and coma. Another thing Mr. Robot has done to keep the information, uh, or any info regarding Tyrell a secret. What do you think about Tyrell being alive and the aftermath of the hack getting involved in, un- in some sort of underworld setting, such as Ray or Dark Army or both, and instituting some form of control over Elliot? He may know Elliot is a schizophrenic and could have agreed with Mr. Robot to create some sort of pact or control over Elliot, and this is why he won't tell Elliot the truth, a la the 80s sitcom cover-up. So this theory is essentially that Mr. Hmm. Robot is protecting Elliot by keeping him from the details of Tyrell because it's dangerous to him right now. This may be a you know double dumbass sort of thing on me, <laughs> but I kind of believe that Tyrell's dead. 
and that Elliot killed him. I do too. The way that they played this, I just straight up believe it. That's the thing is like I would have doubted it had he said you I killed him. Right. The things I shot him it seems to deliberately mislead you into thinking that It explains the popcorn gun and I Yeah. I mean, it could be that Mr. Robot is misleading him. He's using facts that he knows. I mean, we know he does this. Right. But why? I'm just trying to think of why Tyrell. And the other thing is, like, this, um, as Corey says, that, like, well, it could be that Tyrell wouldn't get involved with him because he knows he's schizophrenic. I think Tyrell's schizophrenic. Tyrell had some stuff wrong with him, too. Or has, um, if you think he's still alive. No, that's it's interesting, because I've seen that a lot of people that are, like, dealing with delusions. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you put two people that are suffering from schizophrenia or some kind of other paranoid delusional complex in a room together and let them have a conversation, they'll both say the other person's crazy. Like, this person's <laughs> raving about, like, they... The delusions are only real to them because they're happening in their brain. They're still they don't lose the capability of un, of, of hearing a bullshit story and be like, well, that's total... That, that's crazy. Right. Um, I wonder, I mean, it could work that way where Tyrell is, is just as delusional, but like, hey, that guy's, that guy's dangerous. You need to protect me from sure. that guy. Sure. But, I mean, it, it tracks, but like, this seems like a theory that doesn't have any kind of provative value. Okay. Like, and, and why one that is I it just, happening? I'm How is it happening? I'm not on board with because I really do think he's dead. I, yeah, that I've been, I've been banging on that since episode one. So, yeah. um, uh, Jason E's trying to throw some cold water on our Mr. Robot as an actual literal android AI control mechanism <laughs> okay. says, do androids take Adderall and morphine? I'm wondering. Well, uh, they can. It just probably wouldn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, like I, like Data, Data in Star Trek got yeah. infected by a virus, and he even had this whole bullshit explanation for why his uh, fluid nutrient network got compromised. Blah blah blah. But he could eat, right? He could, he could eat, act he could, like he, he could was simulate eating. eating. Like, yeah. um, how sufficiently advanced of an android are we talking about here, Jay- Jason? Yeah. That's a big question. Could he fuck Tashi R? <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> Is he fully functional in every way, programmed with thousands of varieties of pleasing techniques? Hopefully, no. Maybe we, we'll know. Maybe we'll know. I, I will say he's probably he's probably. What's right. a shrimp cocktail situation? Oh, yeah. What's going on down in shrimp cocktail town? <laughs> uh, Jay, so I, I don't know. I still continue to be fascinated with the... Uh, Elliot's an android, or the, this is going to some kind of singularity AI moment in later seasons. But yeah, and I don't think Elliot needs to be an android for that to happen. Right, the singularity stuff. But right, uh, James L. In last week's episode, you were reviewing how the Dark Army and E Corp could have conspired to engineer a hack of E Corp to promote their E Coin currency. You guys didn't like the idea, but I think there's a way that could be. Wait, uh, wait, wait! Didn't like the idea. Uh huh. I think we had problems with seeing how the pieces all connected. Oh, like the specifics? Because yeah. I thought the e-coin thing... I think the e-coin idea is pretty we've, hot. We've been calling that out for a few episodes now. And but it is hard to kind of see what, how and why Dark Army and, and... Oh, you didn't like it because it wasn't enough power. Like, the Dark Army could go for more, or, right? Yeah, and why was Dark Army working with F-Society? Like, it seems like... Or why are they working with F-Society to hack E-Corp if E-Corp wanted to be hacked? Like, it, it seemed like very Baroque. Uh-huh. But I think that uh, James here has a pretty concise way of... Well, now everyone's Baroque. They're all Baroque. (laughs) $50 a day, is that Baroque? Uh, In this economy? Um, So he's got this timeline that might enlighten us here. Uh, Number one, prior to the start of the show, E Corp and the Dark Army cooperate on the Rare Earth Mining Operation Project. The Dark Army is more concerned with this or has more interest in this than the E Corp. 
two, F Society reaches out to Dark Army and asks them to partner with them in what will become the 5-9 hack. Three, Dark Army agrees in principle, but then realizes that the ultimate target is their partner and pulls out of the plan unexpectedly. Uh, White Rose, four, tells E-Corp that a hacking group is targeting them in the scope of the F-Society plan. Five, E-Corp realizes that if the hack is successful, it would create a huge opportunity for their E-Coin product, and that there would be no way the authorities could tie the hack back to E-Corp. Therefore, they ask Dark Army to facilitate the hack. Six, White Rose suddenly travels to U.S., unusual for a high-level Chinese government official to do so, and meets with Elliot for all of three minutes, improves the plan by revealing the honeypot trap, and agrees to cooperate on a very short timeline, even though Dark Army presumably would have very little time to prepare. So E-Corp does engineer the hack against themselves, but they facilitate it once they are informed of it. Um, So... That was my biggest problem with why White Rose, who is this uber-careful hacker, would show up to talk to Elliot, and Elliot says nothing to really change her mind. Mm -hmm. The fact that her mind was already changed when she showed up. And what did you think of this kind of, like... It's not even a speculative timeline. It's a a way to arrange the facts to support the different que- or the, to, to answer some of the quibbles we've had we've had with it right almost like they kind of half blundered into this this sort of thing yeah. um, to, to the current situation yeah which i feel is a little more realistic right rather than some master plan going off exactly as they expect right to to kind of call audibles when things don't go your way and, and makes the, more sense the shakiest part of the thing is the number three the da agrees in principle but then realizes that the ultimate target is their partner and pulls out of the plan unexpectedly it could just as easily be rewritten that Dark Army sees this possibility and gets E Corp on board. Like, hmm. you know, like this is almost like they, the left hand didn't know what the right hand is doing until they went and did a handshake. Waka waka. <laughs> okay. But the, the, I, I feel like that's the only problem. And, and, and honestly, you could just substitute that with like, oh, hey, here's an opportunity to do something we've been wanting to do for a long time with some, you know, third party patsy. Let's do it. Left and right hand can't shake. <laughs> not properly just not possible yeah no. you can get a week it's you can do upside it's, downside kind of thing yeah uh sean h says isn't it a bit hypocritical to complain about angela not using a simple script but also complain about the slow pacing of the show it seems like there have been a lot of complaints about f society not just giving a script to angela instead we had this outrageous oceans 11 tracking shot of angela tra- hacking the fbi and typing out the code Maybe Sam Esmail was anticipating complaints about a slow season and put the scene as if to say to the audience, "Is this what you really want?" I they couldn't they couldn't have explained it faster by saying, "Hey, we wrote this script for you. All you got to do is type run." Yes, and as Boom, we talked about last that's week, faster pacing. As, as we talked about last week, they could have still had the you know various ways to generate the same amount of tension and drama and still remain technically accurate. So, like, I mean, maybe it is hypocritical. Um, I, I I don't see it, though. I honestly don't. I think it's just a technical right, blunder um, that they made. It was an unforced error. I don't think it has anything to do with the pacing of the show. Because I don't think... Like, why... The Ocean's Eleven pacing was actually pretty suspenseful. Like, I don't consider that slow pacing. Well, I, I think he's that, talking about fans who are complaining about the, the pacing being slow. But this wasn't a slow-paced scene or episode. Okay. Like, did you think so? This one we just watched? Because here's the no. thing. I don't complain about slow pace, fast pace. I only complain about pacing problems. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, you can have a slow burn that's mm-hmm. super tense and you're, like, hanging on everything, even though it's, like, an hour long or whatever. The problem is when 
you've got several episodes where it feels like there was fat to be cut and that right. that's keeping you from getting to the things that the creator you presumably think wants to hit. So like, yeah, if they're delaying or taking shortcuts, yeah. that's where I start to get annoyed. Yeah. And that's the pacing problem. It's not about like, I mean, there's people on the internet that complain about things being slow pace, like Mad Men slope. Like, well, that's just, you just not, you don't enjoy that kind of thing. Right. Fine. I'm talking about pacing as a problem, and, and when you've got an hour and 15 minute episode that feels like 10 minutes could have been cut, and it's yeah. like very self indulgent flourishes. And there um, was a moment, uh, I think a couple episodes ago, where I started to get a little antsy yeah. with this show. Um, but since then, I think they've done a lot to move things along. And next episode, Ellie could be out of prison and hacking again, you know, and leading F Society once again. Indeed. I uh, got a lot of this from people, uh, but Alex A. from Indianapolis, our hometown, was the first. I always watch TV with closed captions because I hate the idea of missing dialogue. That said, right after the chess game mid-episode, the captions show that Elliot is saying, I gave Ray a chance to make the right move and he didn't take it. However, the line was never spoken. I'm not sure if it's a hidden line or just something they cut for being too obvious and never took out of the um, closed captions script. But I thought it might be interesting to see what else could be seen in the subtitles. Which takes me to the imager link that Reddit helpfully provided of all the different aberrations in the closed captioning and the dialogue. Hmm. So the first one is when he and Ray's playing chess. uh, Mr. Elliot uh, says, he doesn't (laughs) say this on the show, but in the subtitles it says, I gave Ray the chance to make the right move and he left himself wide open to me. Okay. Uh, second one was when uh, Angela's talking to her dad towards the end of the conversation when it's showing his dad, her dad just sitting there listening to it. It says two weeks and it's done. Not in the show, only in the closed captioning. Two weeks and it's done. I think she's talking about the settlement here. Okay. Um, there's also a scene uh, where the, the Aryan Brotherhood is threatening Elliot, and the guy says one thing, but he says in subtitles, I got the cops sniffing around my ass, and you owe eight, me 800, presumably 800 bitcoins, which is mm-hmm. a shit ton of money. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end, after um, after Krista drops the bomb on Elliot, then the, the conference room starts turning into the prison, it says in subtitles that Mr. Robot was right. Now, Reddit seems to be mixed whether this is... Because we know this this season seems to be about packing in information into almost extrasensory levels. Like the yep. burst of static that revol- resolved into a hang-in-there-kitten poster. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that they're using highway signs to show IP addresses that resolve into alternate reality games. That maybe this is using subtitles to play around with our sense of reality. There's other people saying that it's it's doesn't happen very often, but when shows, I guess to to get these transcripts available for the hearing impaired and for people to use closed captions, uh, they use the sh- the shooting script. Okay. Um, and sometimes when that change gets made, like a, a change in editing gets made way late in the game, that those don't sync up. And I've seen that myself. Like, it's very. Oh, uncom- I've seen this all the time. All yeah. the time because I see it more uncommonly on television shows but sometimes hmm. the it's it's not just a paraphrase but like entire lines will be changed i think it's one of those because yeah, yeah i rarely see entire lines change but paraphrasing all the time because i i mean i don't want to get on a high horse about it but i kind of find it borderline offensive that you would use something that's to help a person with a disability understand the show to do some kind of alternative reality game hmm. 
You know, it's like they're yeah, relying no. on this channel of communication to be an honest representation of what's being said on the show. And if you're fucking with that just to play a reality game, like, I don't know. I mean, it's not it's not this, it's not on the same scale like tripping blind people, but it's kind of no, the, it's, it's the me got that kind of feel. So I don't feel hmm. like they would take the chance of doing that. I, I don't know. I mean, it's not like they alter the nature of of the things that are happening. They're simply providing uh, maybe a little more information there. Right. No, I mean, so you're, it, you're right. I, I, I don't think it would be super malicious either It's additive, either way. not subtractive, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't feel, I guess, bad about that at all. Huh. It felt... It's weird, though, because when I saw this effect actually in, in play, the, the copy, because we're here on the island, um, mm-hmm. we... we what viewed the 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 uh, episode through other means. Mine didn't have the subtitles, but I went and looked at these in context. It, it gave me a very weird like um, the 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 Dune movie where you'd have like stuff going on and cl- like these v- narrations and voiceovers to like tell you what's happening in case you're missing it because it's so bizarre and weird. Uh. It gave me that kind of thing. Like, huh? Like these are things I'm picking up from the vi- the the video just fine. Like it feels weird to heavy handedly like say I'm taking advantage of Ray. Ray left himself open, and I'm coming in there, and I'm right. Yeah, I'm forking him. Yeah, and, and it could have just been a piece of narration that we didn't get in the show because that is what he's doing. Yeah, in that in that chess game. Sure. So- so ultimately, it's either a shooting script that got edited at the last moment, yeah. or it is another example of them playing with layering information on top of the, the typical audio-visual information that you get in an episode. Mm-hmm. You, we, we report, you decide. <laughs> David S. says, I love researching shows and trying to dig deeper into what is happening and what people think is going to happen. However, this is the first time in TV history where I've seen a twist as big as this one. I can't help but wonder how big of a TV moment it would have been. If I did not know it was coming, many people said this prison theory was obvious and were becoming bored with the season. However, I believe that it is only obvious because it was pointed out to them very early on and they knew exactly what to look at. Maybe I'm an idiot, but I don't think I would have seen this coming and had I not read about it on the internet. Yeah. I don't think more than 5 or 10% of the audience would have seen it coming either. No, we talked about how, you know, it was not really on our radar when the first, first viewing of that first episode. And then we go online and, oh, yeah, now it makes sense. Sure. He says, I still think it had a great effect, but I have to wonder where this moment would have ranked on the all-time holy shit moments in TV history. I have to think it would be right up there with some of the great moments in Breaking Bad. Now that the reveal has taken place, I wish I had not known it was coming. Wondering if you guys feel the same. So, effectively, does internet speculation ruin shows? And and, and how <laughs> right. complicit are we in well, that internet speculation? It ruins my answer to this question because... I don't, you're right. I have no way of telling you whether, like, where it ranks. If you wanted to know where it ranked in the history of TV, well, it's pretty low because we saw it coming a mile away and it wasn't that, oh my God, sort of moment. Um, Does internet speculation ruin shows? I don't know if it ruins them. It certainly changes the equation uh, on how you view a show and the enjoyment you're going to get out of it. And honestly, how you have to make a show nowadays. Yeah. And I've yet to see a show that hasn't had somebody call it. Like, it might yeah. be an obscure thing that got downvoted and no one paid attention to until after the fact, but it's very rare. Like, from True Detective to, like, the best you can hope for is to have a little bit of unique emotional spin on what happens. Right. Because just everybody, I mean, you know, like, 
half of the feedback I get is people espousing their personal theories. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you read them all, you, eventually it's like a million monkeys kind of phenomenon. Someone's going to get it right. Yep. Even if there are <laughs> is no evidence, even if you buried it and you you committed the perfect television crime, you know, uh-huh. someone's going to going to happen upon it just just by happenstance. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's that's the th- like I was saying in the beginning. Like I feel like some of the meta commentary we could have about this was spoiled by the fact that we saw it coming so far away. Sure. And I, I mean, I don't know if I'd be in that five or ten percent. I don't know if this percentage. That's the other thing. It's impossible to know since it was from this episode one. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to say to yourself, "Would you have known it?" I yeah. don't know. Like again, I felt like it was an open secret about Mister Robot last season. Right. Would we like if 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 someone hadn't saw, saw this in the first episode and it had been episode three? Would you still feel the same? These are all fascinating questions. <laughs> Things that probably keep guys like Esmail, Gilligan, oh, Wien, yeah. Weiner, uh, you know, the Double Ds, all those guys up late at night, mm-hmm. guessing and 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 questioning and and drinking Pepto Bismol. But what are you going to do, uh, Doug L? This week. Uh, we finally saw Elliot's Vale and confirmed that he was oh behind Elliot's Vale mm-hmm. and confirmed that he was incarcerated by the Department of Corrections. But what we haven't been given is an explanation for why he's in there. It can't be the five nine uh, hack for four reasons. First, Elliot would likely wouldn't likely voluntarily yeah. turn himself in for that crime because tons of reasons that it's a big crime. It's a big crime. It exposes Angela and Darlene. Uh, he's only been there for a few months at most, and the five nine hack would carry like. Maybe the death penalty if it was in Texas. Certainly, like, a life imprisonment kind of thing. Well, we know it's something he put himself there for. Sure. Because of Darlene's statements. Like, I don't understand why you would do this to yourself. Right. Uh, uh, and also, DOC, I didn't know this, but DOC apparently means state. Federal okay. federal corrections do not... The, the, every state has its own department of corrections, but the justice, hmm. you know... Okay. Uh, federal, fe- federal guys don't roll that way. Um, I don't know if Mr. Robot's showrunner you know s mail and the the prop guys know that but that, that oh doesn't i'm sure be a fact i'm sure they do um it can't be for the tri- tyrell murder because it would not only be con- a longer sentence but it's clear that the issue is still an unsolved crime based on what we've seen of law enforcement and joanna mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it'd be anything related to krista or her boyfriend since krista is still taking the time to visit him meanwhile the incarceration seems to be too serious to be related to flipper's dog napping in attempting to put the pieces together, it seems Elliot was caught or confessed to a mid-level state crime, specifically a misdemeanor. Uh, yeah, this most and- likely culprit is some kind of low-level drug crime. We know from last season Elliot went through some pretty unsavory channels to get the pills he wanted. Perhaps it's connected to Fernando Vera and Shyla's plotlines from season one. I suppose I'm struggling with it all and of this and underlying long-term plot significance of the prison reveal. If we're finding out about the prison just before Elliot's release, then the net effect has this interesting little twist, but not much else. The show is driven towards the illusion of Elliot's imprisonment, but has given no indication of the so what. I'm curious to hear your takes on what the point of this was. Does it mean something for the larger point, or was it all a detour? Here's my... Oh, I, th- I, I think the control, you know, illusion as control, like kind of flipping that, that control and illusion idea on its head. Yeah, uh, is worth it just on its own, right? Uh, for for that kind of narrative, but I, I don't know if you're if you're looking for some like deeper meaning to it all. So what? Why do you think? I I guess I don't know why this. Maybe this is too obvious, but wasn't Elliot was talking to Krista because it was a court ordered psychiatric treatment for his you know, assault case. You know, he got locked in the server closet and he came out swinging. Right? right? Yeah, smashed a bunch of servers. Sure. If 
he wasn't complying with the court order in the, his therapist's professional opinion, and she could easily say to the judge, well, not only is he not doing, not only is he not being honest with me, but he's also hacked me, he's hacked my relationship, he stole this guy's dog, blah, blah, blah. Like, why couldn't he, this seems like something appropriate for a judge, like, all right, you asshole, you're not taking this seriously, so instead of your, this, this deferment we offered you, bang, here's your sentence suspended for however many months you've... And- yeah, I guess the thing that the, the emailer would say is Krista would stop seeing him at that point. Why? Because she's still... I mean, that's the, that's the if one... If she's willing to like turn him in and get him sent to yeah, a correctional cause, facility. Cause he maybe. needs to take it seriously, but I don't know that she's giving up on him. Hmm. That's the, the weakest part. Like, I don't but, know... But Darlene also says, like, why would you do this to yourself? So, in my mind, Elliot has clearly manufactured some crime huh. um, that that is, like, mid-level, that is very quickly going to get through the court systems. He's just going to be tossed in the slammer. Right. Because um, he is essentially on probation. Like, if you're doing some kind of court-mandated stuff, right, you is. are still under... I mean, in Doug L., he's our, our lawyer friend from Better Call Saul. He'd know this better than anybody. But my understanding is you're still kind of, like in the criminal justice system and it's much right. easier for them to just like oh you did it's this like quicksand yeah, yeah well fuck you know here here you go you're getting smacked with the it's it's more expedited yeah so it's treated it, as an open matter instead of something that have to start all over from scratch but in my mind he put himself there okay through some some manufacturing of a very small crime but I think you could interpret Dar- Darlene saying I can't believe you did this to yourself as like I can't believe you fucking stole a dog that uh, or, or maybe or did so you 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 had to do these personal vendettas when we were doing something so big like so again we have no idea you know it, yeah we just don't know yeah and there's no real context to tell us exactly uh nathan p.s a more meta conversation this show is amazing but i can ask you guys what you think about s male's idea for watching a show as we go through this season it becomes more apparent to me that he wants the viewer to watch the show in a binge rather than a weekly format the events of the week followed immediately after those of last week to the point where it feels like a longer two-hour episode cut into two parts rather than two defined episodes. Angela's cliffhanger of last week was not actually, in fact, a cliffhanger, and Elliot's imprisonment in the cellar lasted not that long at all. It feels as though Esmail is writing for the binge rather than for the weekly episodes. Nothing wrong with this format, of course. Yeah, it feels fine. Like- it could be benefit more from being a Netflix show in this way rather than a weekly gathering. I just feel like it's great to have a show that keeps you on your toes and seems to be going in a unique direction compared to other things on TV. That said, I feel like this twist of Elliot being in prison would have had more shocking impact rather than me grinning from ear to ear and patting Redditors on the back if you're watching it in the one go. Sure, it feels like it's part of the show to pay off a viewer's theorizing after each episode, but still, I feel like the show is... Of, of being in prison would have been had more strength if we were watching this uh, all as a binge thinking Ray is the big bad and thus ignoring the threat of Elliot being in prison for a minor hacking crime sure I this, mean honestly as we get deeper and deeper into the cord cutting uh, yes I think it's smart to write to the binge and we've had this conversation many many times in other right. shows like well this show like you know that's something said that's something said sometimes i think is a false defense of the walking dead well you know when, when people are watching <laughs> this on netflix you know this thing sure be it'll just all a minor. make sense and you'll forget about all the bad stuff and i do feel like that i don't know i don't feel like any of this is bad storytelling no i don't either like there's some minor quibbles and like i i i feel like it could become that i don't know mm-hmm. enough to say that but like I don't know. Um, 
I don't I don't think the binge is 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 a good enough justification to abandon sound storytelling principles. Sure. So ideally, but I also don't think they've done that. So. I, ideally, you'd have a world where you're it's enjoyable as a weekly serial as well as a binge session. And I still think it is as long as you're just not surfing around like digging into the internet and That's finding all like, these things out. You have to seek this information out for a show like Mr. Robot. There are Yes. What half a million people watching it? It's not like yes. this big thing that's gonna. You're not gonna see get new, inundated. a copy of uh, you know S or, or uh, right. you know new Entertainment Weekly and yeah. have something spoiled. It's not like Game of Thrones. You can avoid this stuff if you just don't go looking for it. Yeah. So just don't go looking for it. But that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like sometimes we as fans, like I've seen another fan, like video game franchises, especially they're their own worst enemy, man. Yeah. If you. You know, give us exactly what we want. Sometimes we'll that's we don't know enough about ourselves to know what we want. So yeah. I don't know. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think if there's Tom Jay has a theory about how he landed in prison. What if Flipper the dog through a microchip reading at the vet's office led authorities <laughs> to Elliot? But the charges he's been locked up relate to Elliot's hacking of Krista, his ex-boyfriend Lenny, and the others in Elliot's graveyard CD case. Remember the cold open for season one's finale? Lenny said the police were already investigating Elliot, but because he used a proxy service in Estonia, they couldn't find any real evidence on him unless the country falls apart, which we saw in the news when Lenny got home. Why else would Esmail show and then tell us that, huh? Uh, after, also, after seeing conclusion to Agent Dom and Angela's meeting, it seems as Agent Dom knew a lot about Angela prior to her seeing on the FBI's floor that day. We still do not know what's on the hard drives. Dom is locked up in her safe. Could it be possible that she yeah. has some sort of evidence the F Society wasn't able to erase? Um, I just think she would be pursuing it a little a little more. <laughs> yeah, I felt that felt just like flavor. Like she's yeah. an FBI agent with a, a gun, a badge, and a hard drive stash. Because she's like, a techno agent. She's a, yeah, cyber crimes <laughs> division. Like that was flavor for me. Right. To the point that if it comes out that, that she's had fragments of the encrypted stuff this whole time, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? Why were you sitting on it? Yeah. So I don't do know. Do something with it. I don't know about that. What Do you, do you think the flipper or microchip, like again, if you think that Elliot had to turn himself in, if that's literally what Darlene right. meant, that's then what I think. So I'm not none going of that with makes sense. Stuff. If you think that what she meant was more poetic, which I don't know why you you wouldn't at least con- consider that possibility, then maybe it's compelling. But maybe. Um, I honestly feel like the way that he ends up there is the least interesting thing. Like I want to know more about Ray. I want to know more about what's going on with Tyrell and joanna just to see where that goes not because i'm personally interested in it of course the ongoing hacks against e-corp and the dark army but how he ended up there not super important to me at this point same here uh that's all the feedback we got this week if you'd like to send us more robot at baldmove.com is the address to send it to or you can discuss the show with your fellow fans at forums.baldmove.com all right well we'll be back uh in one week with another one of these episode 208 and until then i'm jim i'm aaron see ya